Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, everybody? This is Clark Schmidt here, pitcher for the New York Yankees. And you are listening to the boys of 161st Street, the greatest Yankee podcast in the world. Thank you guys for tuning in. All right, welcome back to the boys of 161st Street episode. Not sure because we're recording these roll calls in advance in bulk. So not sure when this is releasing, but we're talking about Glaber Torres this episode. Uh, some of you may know him as the guy from 2019 who hit 38 home runs, I think it was, and took the world by storm. He's a phenom in the same conversation as guys coming up like Acuna, maybe not as much, but Acuna, Soto, Tatis, those guys. He was relatively close in conversation with because he was the group of young phenoms. He's no longer even remotely close to those guys. This is a big year for him. We've been saying that every season, I feel like. Every season is like, Oh, you know, this is a make-or-break year. And I, all of the the old just floating heads on TV will tell you, like, oh, absolute make-or-break season for Glaber. I think this is the one time they're actually right. No, if he this, if he comes out this year and does what he does, like what he has done the last two years, then his, I don't want to say his career's over, but his days of being a super – well, those are probably already over anyway, but his days of being one of the household names as a Yankee I think is pretty much over. I mean, he is 25, and that's – we're getting to the point where he's no longer like, can you believe he's 22 or can you believe all that stuff? So we it, – it, it is make or break for him this year in terms of how he's viewed at an MLB level because once he continues to play like he did last year and even the year before that, then he's just cemented – it's hard to turn away from – it's hard to make, become like an all-star level person in other people's minds after two or three of these mediocre years, especially when – he goes from 38 home runs, albeit juice balls, to I think he had three last year. No, he had like nine. But he had nine. But he had he had like two for like the longest time, and then that yeah, was yeah. So it was he didn't hit his first home run until like June. Yeah, I'll, I'll read out his stats from 2021, so we could put a uh, a bow on that and hopefully never look at it again. Um, he had 516 plate appearances. He had 119 hits, batted 259. Nine home runs, 14 stolen bases, which is actually kind of higher than I thought he would have. 51 RBIs. Uh, not good. Not good. Uh, he was a little bit better from the left side against lefties, I should say. He was batting 293 against lefties, 245 against righties. Um, yeah, not very good. If you look at the sabermetric stuff, he's 15th in average exit velocity. 15th percentile. 15th percentile. Per percentile 15th percentile, excuse me. Yeah, that's a huge That's difference. a very big difference. Uh, 83rd percentile in chase rate. A hard hit percentage, 26th percentile. Bearable percentage, middle of the pack, 43rd percentile. Um, the only thing he was very good at, he was 82nd percentile in the max exit velocity, which, I mean. That means he hit like one ball hard. Yeah, and that outs above that. average, he was first percentile. That's not good. No. Uh 
No, not not what you want to see out of Glaber Torres. Out of your starting franchise cornerstone shortstop at the time. Yeah, so that is 2021. If you want to get into the conversation on the position that he's going to play, because I know you have numbers specifically when he switched from, I don't even want to say switched, because he was more benched from was shortstop benched. to second base. He was 100% benched. He was, I mean, he had like a 950 fielding percentage in the majors. That's just unacceptable. He had 18 errors. 18 errors in like 108 games at short. That's bad. That's very bad. And before we get into those numbers too, when we talk about shortstops, and I thought last year and every year before that is enough now to probably put a, a bow on him being a shortstop. And it'll be a shortstop. I don't think he is that. But now you get a report from Boone that says he is going to spend some time at shortstop right now. Gio Urshela is the shortstop on the roster. And I think we are releasing this one tomorrow, so we can chat a little bit about this. We don't have a shortstop on the roster right now. And I hate that Boone is now going out there and just he's saying what he has to say because he can't he just doesn't sign people so he's saying yeah, I think we can win with the current roster we have we don't have a shortstop on the roster so we, we cannot don't have a shortstop we don't have a center fielder we don't and I know this is a Glaber episode but just on those comments we don't have a shortstop we don't have a center fielder we for you know argument's sake we don't have a catcher we we <laughs> don't have a five starter and. We have a bullpen that imploded in every game. So, no. No, we can't win with the team we have now. And that's also the team that just barely made a wild card last year. It took a 13-game winning streak out of just, like, pure horseshit luck to make it to a wild card. And then you got your ass handed to you by the Red Sox. Murph, do you think he's a he's a shortstop? No, not at all. No. His days of shortstop. Can't play ball? When, when Glaber, but the problem is I don't know where he fits in the infield. Because if baseman. we're going to get... If, okay, where is DJ fit in the infield? Third. If we're gonna pull it. I think DJ is our third. Oh, that that's that. He's our third baseman. Because me, me and Chandler were talking about that before we got on the air. I had the same question. Um, I think as it sits right now, if Geo actually is going to be our shortstop of the future, which it not of the future of this season, which right now it seems like he is, unless we sign Correa or, uh, you know, Correa. I hope <laughs> story. this is so outdated tomorrow. That would be the best. We're case releasing scenario. it tomorrow. Yeah, I, best case well, scenario that something would have to happen within. The hours that like two hours because that's what we're gonna post this shit. So this makes me that makes me feel a lot better about not signing a shortstop because I kind of completely forgot that DJ can play third. If if the roster you're forcing Glaber out of the infield if you try to sign a shortstop, would that force him out of the infield or would that force over that? I think that would force. No, I think that would force DJ to first. If you spend big money on a shortstop, you probably are using DJ as your first baseman all day. What if they trade for Olsen? Because apparently, yeah. I don't think both happens though. I do. I, I think, think they, I think I if see they, them trading for Olsen and getting, I think trading for Olsen's way more likely than signing a shortstop, but they have to sign. Well, the way I look I at it is, is I feel like it's either one or the other. If you get Freeman or Olsen, uh, then you're not going to go after a shortstop and then GOB is the shortstop. But if you go after a shortstop, then you're probably not going to get a first baseman. You stick with void at first and you push. Voight's not in this. You well, you put Voight as the DH if Stanton can play the outfield, and you put DJ at first, and then Geo stays there, and the only, then Glaber can play second. Okay. Well, yeah, either way, this would this be an is, yeah. awesome, awesome problem to have. Yeah. I don't think we're gonna have this problem because you know we're what three days out of the lockout now, where the frenzy was supposed to happen, that Ninja Cashman was supposed to happen. We haven't done a goddamn thing. Oh, just kidding. We resigned Tim LaCastro, big fucking whoop. So yeah, now snaps. we have our center fielder. Yeah, of the future. <laughs> Our center uh, fielder coming off an ACL injury whose only tool was speed. So why don't you yeah. bring up the numbers on Glaber when he was moved from shortstop to second? Okay, so prior to getting benched, 
I say getting benched, but getting moved to second. He was hitting 249, 320 on base, 87 WRC plus, and a 349 slugging. That's a shortstop. That's a shortstop. So that was up to September 13th. So do it, do it, you know, do what you may with the um, with the sample size. But it, he is noticeably better at second. It's a whole career thing. But whatever. Back to last season. He also, once he get moved over, he hit 318 with a W37. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. Talk. WRC plus. A WRC plus of 137, almost a 400 on base, you know, an 800-something OPS, 470 slugging, 100 points higher. Strikeout percentage went down 10%. I just, I think he's a head case, man. We've talked about it over and over and over. If he's If he's at second base, he can actually focus on hitting and, He's not an amazing second baseman, but at least he can get his head out of his ass and do something. If he's a head case, do you think it's more of playing second versus short, or do you think it's – what do you think more has more of an impact on it, I should say? Do you think it's his place in the batting order, or do you think it's his position on the field? I think it's his position on the field. I don't think it's necessarily the batting order. I think he just focuses too much on shortstop because you see him. He, like, triple clutches before throwing the ball – He'll, he just makes stupid fucking mistakes over and over and over, like the Tigers game. It's my favorite, I not favorite, but favorite clip to show how shitty he was at shortstop. Just routine ground ball. He just stopped. It just hit him in the fucking wrist and bounced into the outfield, and he just stopped and stared at it, and like two runners scored. And we lost. It was against I, the Tigers. I bring that up because his numbers, and we've noticed this. This is just based on the eye test we were watching last season and seasons before. It feels like whenever he hits later on in the order, he he's like a head case, like you said. So he feel like he has less pressure on him, and he, like I said, just the eye test, he feels like he's doing better. But when you look at the numbers, uh, batting first, second, third, and fourth, he is hitting respectively. Uh, he's hitting one hundred, one forty three, two twenty four, and two twenty seven in the first four places in the batting order. When you go to fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. He is hitting 299, 281, 231, and 286. It's it's damn clear with the outlier of batting seventh was 231. Like, all of those numbers are borderline 300. Yeah. And those are the majority of his at-bats, actually. So his, the majority of his at-bats last year were spent in the five-hole and six-hole with 200 plate appearances and 131. The rest of the, the spots are about 50 plate appearances. But... He's his best in the five six spot, so I personally think that's where we should stick him again this year. Uh, that that's obvious looking at the numbers, but I think if you put him the the best labor tours we can get based on these two things, we could put him in the five six spot and put him at second base. I think those two things allow him to not be a head case, and then we could potentially just go out and play ball. You know, I don't <laughs> I don't know. I think he could be good, but uh, yeah. I just I think it depends on who else she signs, where you put him in the batting. I mean, fuck, right now he's like our third best hitter, and that is not a compliment to him. That's an insult to the team. Um, he if he if we actually go out and get an Olsen or a Correa or both, which that's not going to happen, but I'm going to keep my hopes up until they're officially on another team. Then you can bat him in the bottom of the order. Right now you have to bat him fifth out of necessity. It's true. I mean, who else are you going to put there? Tim LaCastro? No. Well, no. I Gary think, Sanchez? Fuck no. No. I think he, at the very least, I mean, five, six we're talking. Those are his best spots. I think that's where no. he sticks around because one through four is going to be, assuming no Freddie Freeman or anything right now, it would be Judge. It would be DJ Judge, probably Stanton. Brett Gardner. Gallo. <laughs> Honestly, no, Gallo. that's three. Gallo. 
Gallo. If we're about Gallo, it'd probably be Gallo then Stan. Gallo then Stan and five would be Glaber. I wouldn't be upset with that. So. No, not at all. Um, that's probably what's gonna be. Do you honestly. have him like hitting like eight nine? Because if you if his eight did... nine he hits well, eighth he hits two eighty six. I'm fine with that. Uh, that's not a big sample size. That was eight at bats. So he the, his majority of his at bats are like the vast majority are are five six, and that's where he's gonna hit. I think. I just think I, I I do also like the again. This is all very big hypothetical. If we were to actually nut up and sign somebody, I think if you have the protection around him that of those guys, because right now who was sandwiching him in the order last year? I mean, if he's hitting five, six, seven, whatever, he's got Gary Sanchez behind him. Nobody, you know, nobody's scared of Gary Sanchez. You can just attack Glaber, stuff like that. So I I don't know. I, that's that would be something I'd be curious to see. I know we could probably pull that up, but that would take you know we're yeah. not going to go through all 162 games of where who he was sandwiched between. But last I will, year, I in will particular, say though, there even, was not a lot of protection for him. No, there wasn't. But I will say, even last year during a not so great year, I was trying to look at his, some of his clutch numbers and the splits of with run, runners on base. So bases loaded, he bats 333. Uh, Late in close games, he bats 354. That's a pretty big sample size there, too. Two outs, he bats 281. In the ninth, uh, in the in the eighth inning, he bats 354. Ninth inning, 260. Like his his clutch numbers are pretty fucking good, and that's really good when you consider the difference of like where he hits in other spots because his average is 260, and all of those numbers like those are pulling his numbers up overall. So that's pretty good to see. Yeah. I mean, the moment's not never been too really too big for him. Like he's had a lot of clutch moments. I, I can I have this burn in my brain when he hit that. Well, he just went off against the Astros in the ALCS yeah. in 2019. Game so he, one and game two, he was a fucking machine. Yeah, he's got he's got it. He he's has got the all clutch. those Red Sox home runs. Yeah. It, it that just makes you just wish that he could fucking. And that's why I think you got to keep him at second, keep him at fifth, get rid of all of the head case stuff. And if those he, were 2019 numbers, but I don't think he's numbers. ever, I don't think he's ever going to be a super, like a bona fide superstar. I don't think that's going to happen, but I think if you put him in the right situation, then he can thrive, which I think that's a fair thing to say. And that might be a no shit thing. I don't know. You can tell me, but I, I think he's a player that if you eliminate the outside stuff, he matures a little bit. He's not making the stupid fucking mistakes, the stupid, lazy, you know, it's actually a hit base hit, but he's just fucking walking to first base. If you can eliminate that, he can eliminate the dumb errors, stuff like that. I think he can be a very solid. I think he can be a, a perennial all star. I remember last roll call we talked about him being my. He was my. He was my MVP to win MVP from the Yankees at least. I, if I had to pick one, I would have picked him. Absolutely not going to be that this year. No. I am oddly confident that he is going to have a bounce back year. And by bounce back, I don't mean he's going to be 2019 because I don't think he ever will be that again. But I do hope the average goes up. Why don't, why don't we use this time to, to go over Zip's projections then? Because we can react to where we see that uh, going above or below what they haven't projected to do. Okay. Let's see. Zip's, and keep in mind, Zip's is a little conservative. That has him at 260, uh, 332, 426 slash. I think 260 is right around his a- average for his career. I think that's a little low. I think he could do better than that. I think I think he's got if a 268 every, career batting average. I think I think a happy a, an, an optimistic projection would be 275. It's better than he's done for his entire career. I don't know if he's But that's factoring in the last 2 years which are horrible. 
It's true. I, I I do think I'm optimistic about his his 2022 season. He, he only hit above 275 in 2019, and he was only three points above it. He didn't do it in 2018. No, 2018 was 271. Damn. Okay. I don't think it was the the batting average hasn't really ever been amazing. No, it hasn't ever moved much. It's it's usually even been in a bad year he hit 259, which is n- close to what he hits for his fucking career. So. The issue last year, obviously, was the home run stuff. I mean, he had nine home runs last year. What is he projected this upcoming season? We have... It was 23. 20? Yeah. I think that's doable. I think it's doable. I think it's doable. His, uh, let, me, let me find what I was looking at. His home run to fly ball ratio when he... 2018-2019 in his first career. So his career is 15.3%. 2018, he had a 17.9%. In 2019, he had a 21.5%. Last year, he had a 6.9%. <laughs> That's ridiculous. So for the folks at home, define that advanced stat, Mr. Murphy. It, it's it's home run to fly ball ratio. It is how many times you hit a home run versus how many times. Basically, how many of your fly balls end up being home runs. Appreciate Mr. that. stat guy no, himself. I just just needed, needed you the... The I baseball the professor, savant. The profe- you are the baseball savant, so I wanted to make sure that uh, I mean, last it didn't year, get lost on anybody because that is a hard-hitting stat there, Murphy. I'm interested to see if those power numbers go up at second. I think the average will go up naturally at second just because he'll get out of his head. But I don't think the power he will, hit will Last move. year when he moved to second, he hit two home runs and 74 at-bats, which isn't amazing, but before that he hit seven and 450. I don't think moving to second will matter at all when it comes to the power. I think the average maybe because that's a, a head case thing. I think yeah, but if you're him overall as a player, I don't think I'm not reading too much into the second base. If you move. hit the, no. if, I mean, if you put bat on ball, you're going to hit more home runs. Which I agree. I, no, I, I just don't think the second, I'm not putting a lot of weight to the second base I, move. I, I think, I think just as a year, I think he's going to have a better year because it's just a new year, another year older, 25. He's been in the league for four years now. I think this is a, like, when you look at all, all these phenoms that break out, like Ronald Acuna and all the people that he was, he was, talked about with when they were growing up or coming up it's not it's not necessarily it's it's very unique like they all broke out and were great out of the gate like this is his trajectory is if he were to have another breakout year this year like that's the likely trajectory for a player like 25 26 27 year prime that's when you start to be like that really good player he I think we're a little bit more disappointed in him because he did flash that very early on, and then he kind of regressed back to where a 22-year-old, 23, 24-year-old would be at this point. And now, like that—that's why I think we're disappointed in him. He was also he, the number one prospect in baseball. For I agree, but I, I don't think it should be expected. I think, I think that's just—that's so the—that's the inherent disappointment that we have with him is just because he was good, and now he he dropped off a bunch from that one. I, I'll call it an outlier year because now if he started off not like at his regular 260 average and didn't hit for 38 home runs in 2019 then he we wouldn't be super duper upset yes, with him. Yes, he would. He's the he was the marquee player in the Chapman trade. He was That's the true. whole thing you brought over. He's the number one prospect in baseball for 3 years or so. Anything below not I won't say below 2019 because that's a borderline MVP season, but what he's done the last 2 years, that's not an expectation. For what for the pedigree he had coming up, you expect him to hit at least 260, 270. You expect him to hit home runs. You expect him to be able to at least competently field his position. Yeah. 
one thing that's in his control is that that hustle things. Remember, Judge got Fuck. got on him for fucking not running out, and everybody got on him. He didn't. I don't think he got benched for that, but he needs to. I fucking, think he got pulled in that game. I think he did get pulled in that game, but he didn't really. He got a stern talking to from Judge and Boone, and probably Brett. How Gardner, much worse be, do you think a stern talking to from Judge is than Boone? I mean, a lot worse. Judge is the <laughs> is the one that was. I mean, that's the Boone one is like, are you gonna like labor? Would you please just hustle? He sounds like fucking Kermit the Frog. I've said it before, so I, I can't imagine it's very intimidating being talked to by Mr. Aaron Boone. That's fair. Um, what were his before we wrap this one up? What were his rankings, the projections among second basemen for war? 19th. So, based on war, his projected war for 2022 is 19th among second basemen. It's not good. It's just who is he around? Who like, who are the people above and below him? Like right above and below, like seventeen and twenty, and those guys. Da, 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 da. Colton Wong, Adam Frazier, Jeff McNeil. See, he he's probably. He, I think right. he gets negative war, so that that pulls him down in defense. So the Colton Wong is one of the best defenders, so that probably pulls him up. But he's an absolute useless human being when it comes to the plate. So, I mean, he's projected to out hit Glaber in almost every stat. Not, it's not a good company. <laughs> you want to be, around. you don't, you don't want to be in uh, my, all this to say, it's not a good company to be around. No, he's when you're Glaber Torres, you don't want to be in that spot. I think he ends up, where do you think he ends up among second baseman? I think, I think top 10 borderline top 10 is fair. I agree. Like, I don't think he's going to be a slam dunk shoe in eight, nine guy, but I think, I think he'll hover around that 10 spot for the year. Like whenever they do the, the shredder projections and shit like that, I think after this season going into 2023, he'll be one of the guys that are, he's teetering between making the list and not on MLB network. I think that's fair. I think it's fair. Second baseman isn't second base. Isn't really a loaded. It's getting there though. Names. What are some of the names? Jonathan India, Ozzy Albies, Whit Merrifield, Jose Altuve. Keep going. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Jake Cronenworth, Polanco from the Twins. He moved from short to second. Uh, he played. He's second. I don't know. I'm just reading fan graphs right now. That's what they say. Brandon Lau, Marcus Simeon. Yeah, these guys are better than him. Yeah. yeah. Simeon's moved. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's next to Seeger, Seeger now. Yeah. Uh, what do you think his son probability factorial is? This is going to be a recurring segment here on the on the roll call episodes is basically if you've if you're not new to the show we we have the sun and whoever if you suck you get sent there uh so what is the sun probability factorial new sabermetric we just invented uh this year is this Murphy. to be put on there at any time so it's like, or it's to finish the season there in layman's terms it's a percentage likelihood they'll be sent to the sun at any point this year okay 28.3 percent okay 34 I'll meet somewhere in the middle. I think 31.7% chance that Labor Torres gets sent to the sun. So somewhere around the 30% mark, I would say. I think if he gets sent to the sun, I want to add this. It's going to be early in the season. You think? I don't think he has yeah. a very long leash. I'm okay with that. Yeah, because another thing with the sun is the leash. And obviously players like Gary and Guardy, if he's not if, when he's on the Yankees, they are quick to be sent to the sun because of their their pedigree or lack thereof. Glaber, I think, has a little bit longer of a leash, a lot a lot longer of a leash than those guys. Um, but guys like Garrett Cole and 
judge and stuff like they need to really, really fuck up to ever go to the sun. I don't even see a chance of players like that going to the sun. So I think he's got, I think he's got something to prove this year. I think we see a different Glaber Torres. I really do. I do too. I think Glaber Torres. I, is going I, I can a very see good him year. going for no reason at all, other than a hunch. I see him at struggling early on, and then riding the ship and having a good year. You heard it here I first. I don't know why. I hope you're wrong. <laughs> I hope he writes the ship and. Uh, Two days when they start spring training, or four days, or whatever the fuck the first game is. All it right. does seem like he's been working a lot during the lockout. Everybody has. Which could be a good thing. Could not be. The One old, thing he doesn't—he uh, doesn't look fat, so that's uh, good. The old famous tweet: "He's in the best shape of his life." Labor Torres got one of those this th- year. Did he this year? Yeah. Well, he was fat last year, so yeah, he was a bit pudgy. Not yeah. that I'm the one to talk, but no, we, we can talk. All right, that was Labor Torres. All the guys at 161st Street. I just have two words for you. See ya. Take a shower and shine your shoes You got no time to lose If you are young man, you must be living Take a shower and shine your shoes You got no time to lose If you are young man, you must be living Go now, you are forgiven But the men stood fast with their guns on their shoulders Not knowing what to do with the contradicting orders The general said he would do his own duty, but he extended no further The men could go as they pleased, but not a man moved Their eyes gazed straight ahead, till one by one they stepped back And not a word was said, and the old general was left with his own words Echoing in his head, he then prepared to fight, he said I have seen the others, and I have discovered That this fight is not worth fighting no, and I've seen them others, and I will no other to follow me where I'm going. So, take a shower and shine your shoes. Oh, you got no time to lose. You are young man, you must be living. Yeah, take a shower and shine your shoes. Oh, you got no time to lose. You are young man, you must be living.